this week's episode of The Wow, the podcast that will help you navigate your way through the world of adulthood and the uncontrollable forces of womanhood. I'm Georgina Beasley, your host, and in today's episode, I speak with Teresa and Jolene from TJ Accounting Consultants. Teresa and Jolene are the founders of their own accounting firm, and they are here to school us on tax time. It's something that I know not a lot about, and it was something that I really wanted to learn a lot more about, especially with tax time being just around the corner. So Teresa and Jolene are here to answer all those questions that you guys have about how the hell we do our taxes. So I hope you enjoy today's episode. Please remember to subscribe, leave a review, share it with your friends. And if you haven't already, you better come follow us on Instagram at the wow podcast underscore. Hello, Jolene and Teresa. Thank you so much for joining the wow podcast today. Thank you for having us. Thanks for having us, Georgie. I'm really excited to talk to you both. As our listeners will be aware, we're chatting taxes and we're going to make it a really fun conversation. Jolene was saying off air before that fun and taxes don't usually work together, but we're going to try and make it as fun as possible today. But before we do jump into the questions, I want to start with an acknowledgement of country. So I'd like to begin by acknowledging the Ngunnawal people, the traditional custodians of the land I reside on, and the Turbul and Yagara people of the country Jolene and Teresa reside on. I pay my respect to their elders past, present and emerging, and I extend that respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people here today. So Jolene and Teresa, I would really love it if maybe Teresa, if you could please share a little bit about your business and what you both women are doing together. Well, I'm Teresa with Jolene. Well, we are DJ Accounting Consultants. We have, between the two of us, I have um, about 20 years, and I think Jolene uh, has the same um, number of years of experience in the accounting. And I, we also have um, experience in the accounting and software development industry. And we got sick of working in your typical nine-to-five job in a male-dominated industry, uh, so we started our own business in 2019. We love helping women, whether helping with taxes or assisting with other types of business advice. And um, yeah, so far we really love doing it and that's why we're here. That's so wonderful. I love that because I think in the space of taxes, it can often be a little bit confusing because we aren't taught it in school Um, and it seems to be a bit of a blind spot. So Jolene, would you like to explain how taxes work for those of us listening who have no clue? Please fill us in on the world of taxes. So tax is a very sort of broad subject. Um, There are so many different types of taxes, but today we'll talk about income tax, which is the most common tax, I guess. Um, So in Australia, there's lots of different rates of tax. It depends on how much you earn. So the higher your income is, the more tax you'll pay. Um, 
if you're an employee, your employer will take your tax out of your pay each week. So you'll see that on your plate, on your, um, or however often you get paid. And you'll often see that on your pay slip that you're given, like the amount they take out. Um, so at the end of the year or the financial year, which is the 30th of June, um, and you do your tax return, this all sort of gets balanced to make sure you've paid enough tax or sometimes you've paid too much tax and that's when you might get a tax refund. Um, or sometimes, unfortunately, if, if your employee hasn't taken enough tax out, you might have to pay a bit of tax. Um, or if you have other income like interest or dividends or anything like that. Um, and if you're a business, it can be calculated slightly differently um, but that's also balanced at the end of the year. Mm. So, Teresa, could you share with us the different tax thresholds and how they might affect, you know, working women who are earning an income um, and, and maybe business women as well who, who are running a little side hustle? Yeah, so if in Australia, if you are a resident and you earn up to 18200 it is tax-free. If you earn between 18,200 and 45,000, then you get taxed at a rate of 19% on the income over 18,200. Uh, as your income gets higher, so does the rate. And it increases until a maximum tax rate of 45% when you earn over 180 grand. So it is is so much of your income, isn't that? Wow. Yeah, so it is a sliding scale. Um, If you run a business as a sole trader, you pay tax at the same rates as individuals, which are the rates that I just mentioned before. But you also may be eligible for a small business uh, tax offsets uh, to the maximum of $1,000. If you run a business through a company, trust or a partnership, then the calculations will be different. And there are other rules that you need to be aware of, but we'll probably won't go into details about it today. Mm-hmm. I actually saw something <laughs> on TikTok last night and I actually didn't know this. So you kind of just mentioned it before, but for example, if you are earning over $180,000 in your income, which is the tax bracket of 45%, you're not actually taxed 45% for the full $180,000. It's just what you earn above $180,000. Is that right? Correct. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So for example, if you earn between 18000 and 45,000, you get taxed at a rate of 19% on the income over 18,200. Right. Okay. Yeah. And the ATO has these tables um, showing the amount of tax you have to pay at different levels. Gotcha. That's so fascinating and kind of good to know because what this TikTok that I was watching, um, so <laughs> they were saying that it shouldn't deter you from going for a pay rise because a lot of people are worried about going for a pay rise because of their tax brackets that they might end up having to pay more tax and that it's not worthwhile. But in actual case, that's not the case and that you should, if, if you can get a pay rise, go for it. <laughs> is, is that right? We always say that um, the more tax you pay, it means the more money you're earning. So you're still taking home more money at the end of the day. So 
go for that pay rise. Yeah. So Jolene, could you share with us some of the biggest misconceptions around tax that you hear? Um, so the biggest ones we hear are probably more like to do with your deductions when you do your tax return. So a lot of people think you can just claim standard deductions, but that's not always the case. So um, people just think $150 for laundry or $5,000 for your car um, and then $300 for work-related expenses, but it's not true. So um, you still need to um, show the ATO how it's calculated. And you still need to keep all your receipts and everything like that. Teresa, do you have any other misconceptions that you've heard that you want to add? Yeah, also with more people working from home this year, it is important to remember that you can only claim expenses that are work-related. For example, if you use your phone, internet, or if you pay any subscription that you use for both and personal and work or business use, you will have to apportion the cost between the business and the private use and only claim the work-related portion of your expenses. So you can't be can't be claiming 100% of Netflix if you only watch one documentary for work. <laughs> no, that's right. Yeah, and uh, you must also be able to substantiate the claim in case of an ATO audit, for example, by keeping a diary, showing your hours, work from home, uh, your itemized phone calls or your internet usage or your Netflix usage. (laughs) Good to know. We've got some questions from our listeners today. A lot of the questions were just purely how the hell do I do my taxes? So we will get into that in the second part of the interview. But for the more specific questions from our listeners, the first one came in anonymously and they would like to know, what should we be claiming this year when it comes to working from home? So we actually have a calculator on our website. Um, so, and it's just an Excel spreadsheet and um, it's downloadable and you can plug in your data Um, It's not as straightforward as you would think. So there's three ways you can do it. Um, The first one is a fixed rate method. So you can claim expenses of 52 cents per hour um, that you work at home. Um, This includes your electricity, gas or heating, cooling and lighting. Um, So with this method, you can also claim other expenses like your telephone and internet or your your work-related portion. Um, and if you have a home office, then you can um, claim the use of that equipment. Um, the second way is the shortcut method. So the government introduced this during COVID and they introduced it to simplify the calculations. But I don't think that ATO has ever simplified anything before. Um, <laughs> this is no exception. Um, So you can use this method from the 1st of March 2020 um, until the 30th of June 2021. Um, And under this method, you claim a total of 80 cents per hour, but that includes everything. So all the extra things I um, said before, like your telephone and internet, that's just all included in the 80 cents per hour. Um, And the third method is probably the most complex and tedious method. So of actual cost um, and you need to keep all of your records like all of your electricity bills and all of your other receipts 
And you also need to calculate the percentage of those that are work-related based on like your work area. Um, and it can get really complicated if you don't have a set office or anything like that at home. Um, but for any of the above, you need to keep a diary of your hours worked um, for at least a four-week period. So in our little Excel spreadsheet on our website, we have spaces for the diary to be kept as well that you can just go back and record. Um, if you're not sure, and a lot of people for work these days do have their calendar, so you can go back through your calendar and sort of go, I work from home this day and this day and sort of guess how much um, time you've spent working from home. That's what a useful device that you guys have created. I'm going to pop the links to that in the show notes. So anyone listening, if you want to utilise that, please do. Teresa, is there any kind of... What kind of things working from home do people not realise that they can claim? Like obviously we've just touched on with Jolene, electricity, internet, phone usage um, and, and those types of things. I mean, can you claim laptop expenses or, I don't know, printing, like actually having to buy a desk chair, a, a desk itself? What are those kind of, I guess, equipment things that we can claim or things that we didn't know we could <laughs> Sure, yeah, yeah, for sure. With the um, home office deduction, you can claim the use of, if you use the fixed rate method, like Jolene just explained, you can claim the use of your office equipment separately, but you won't be able to claim the use of the furniture and furnishing separately. That's already included in that 52 cents per hour. So you can claim a depreciation of your laptop if you have to buy a new laptop or if you use your laptop for work. But of course, um, you can only claim the work-related portion of it, as always. And you can also claim computer consumables like um, stationery, ink, uh, if you have to buy a new monitor or new cables and um, headphones and things like that, you can also claim the business or work-related portion of the equipment. And is it true, I've heard this somewhere before, and it might be false, but I've heard somewhere that you can perhaps claim the clothing that you need to wear to work in the instance that it's outlined in your contract that you need to wear a certain type of clothing like for example if it's outlined in your contract that you know you need to wear business suitable attire to work that you're able to claim that in tax is that right or am I completely wrong there did you hear that at a pub (laughs) is that crazy am I is that completely incorrect okay (laughs) No, that's where a lot of people hear stuff like that. So um, around that's another one of the myths. So um, don't listen to tax advice you receive at a pub ever. Um, (laughs) So um, for work-related clothing, it has to be, um, if you've got a compulsory uniform, so usually it's identifiable, like say you work at McDonald's and you have to wear their red shirt with the M and you can tell you work at McDonald's when you're wearing it um then you can claim laundry and everything for that for that one um if it's a non-compulsory uniform 
um, and, and people who work in offices, unfortunately, you can't claim just if you go out and buy a pair of black pants, um, you can't claim that um, because you can wear them outside of work, I guess. Some, some you definitely wouldn't, but you can if you wanted to, um, unless your work has a logo put on it. So it has to be a registered logo and then you can claim those. Interesting. Yeah, that does. I don't know where I heard that. I'm glad that we got that cleared up. Not that I've ever gone out and bought clothing with the idea that I'd claim it on tax, but in the back of my mind, I'm like, oh, that's handy to know. But okay, that was false. (laughs) God, I'm lucky to be chatting to you guys. (laughs) (laughs) There is one thing that people can claim that um, you do here sometimes. And say it's a, um, you've got a nice handbag and you carry your laptop to work every day in that handbag you can claim that handbag so even if it's a Prada or something like that um, you can claim the work related portion of that bag um, but that's something you have to be able to prove that you carry your laptop like you can't go and have a little clutch and try and claim that um, you have to have carried work stuff in it What I'm hearing from both of you is that a lot of it requires, you know, actually noting everything down and having keeping records. So Maddie sent in a really good question around what software that we can use to help keep us organized and keep track of everything. You've mentioned, obviously, the Excel spreadsheet that is available on your website, but is there is that the best way to do it or what, what's your recommendations there, um, Teresa? If you are an individual and just have a pay-as-you-go wages with some deductions, uh, we definitely recommend using the ATO app. The ATO has an app and it has a section on it called My Deduction. You can record all, all of your deductions there and you can also a, take a screenshot or take a photo of your receipts and attach that in the app. So that's a really handy way to do it. You have everything in there and comes tax time, I think the ATO has the app has the ability to push that into your my, my tax. Right. So it does it all for you kind of. Yeah. Yeah. So they try to prefill information as, as much as they can these days. And um, if you are a business, we recommend uh, using a, accounting software. Our go-to accounting software is zero. There are others out there, but we find that um, with clients uh, using Zero, it's very user-friendly. And again, you can keep all your receipts in one place and you can better track of your income and expenses throughout the year. Jolene, Chelsea has asked, at what point should you engage with an accountant? I think that's probably something we're all feeling right now. What you guys have been talking about, some of them are big, scary words, and some of them we're probably thinking, I don't know if I want to claim by the fixed method, you know, the variable method, or just through the ATO's simplified method of 80 cents an hour. Um, So when doing your tax and trying to figure out all of these, can we do it ourselves or at what point should we start talking to someone like the two of you? 
Um, so we always say if you have really simple tax affairs, so say you've just got um, a salary, like a wage or a salary coming in from an employer and you just have a few deductions and you're confident to do it yourself, then you can do it yourself um, using my tax. Um, these days the ATO pre-fills a lot of the information, so you can just click along, but it is the deductions that are the big things. So, um, if you have a lot of those um, or any other situation, um, so if you're unsure, if you've got um, dividends or if you have a rental property or you just need that extra help, like you said, calculating deductions like the work from home or your motor vehicle or you're just not sure what you can claim um, or if you have a business of any size at all, then we recommend speaking to a tax agent. Um, just to get it all and make sure um, sometimes you can get more back than what you pay. And of course, your um, tax agent fee is deductible in the year you pay it. So it'll be if you're doing it for your 2021 tax return, you'll be able to put it in your 2022 tax return as a deduction as well. So let's talk about tax time then. We've kind of been touching around it and it is about to come up and bite us all. So let's talk about the best ways of going around it. Teresa, what are some of the most common mistakes you see people make when it comes to, you know, handing their taxes in at the end of financial year? The number one common mistake that we've saw is people not keeping records and receipts. So without a receipt, you are unable to claim those deductions that you might be entitled to. It is also a good practice to take a photo of those receipts and keep it somewhere, uh, such as the ATO app that we've talked before or zero. Uh, as you all know, uh, receipts do fade over time. And yeah, if you can't read the receipts then yeah it will be hard to prove that okay this is how much I would like to claim and this is what I bought um, sometimes people also claim personal expenses that aren't deductible not um, just inadvertently because they don't know whether they can claim it or not for example um travel from home to work unless if you carry bulky equipment you cannot claim um, the cost of travel from home to work and vice versa and um, as we have discussed before the most commonly um, mistaken is claiming laundry for non-compulsory uniforms Unless your employer has registered the design with uh, OS industry, you won't be able to claim laundry for your non-compulsory uniforms. Another thing to remember is that uh, while we know the tax office receives a lot of information, including from banks, um, this doesn't extend uh, to updating details to the bank account that you nominate to have your refund to be deposited into. So if you've changed your bank account during the year, make sure you update the details in your tax return. 
Jolene, we've kind of spoken, obviously, on the importance of having receipts handy, but what other documents or things do you need to have to make sure that everything is processed smoothly? Um, well, like you said, receipts. So that's the biggest one. And just make sure they're all compiled neat and tidy. So um, the app is definitely a great way. Um, but if you haven't used the app throughout the year, or you don't want to put it in the app, you can also just put it in an Excel spreadsheet just so it's um, easy to read and look at. Um, and it's all compiled together. Um, if you have any work or business related car expenses, um, you need to keep a record of either all your expenses with a logbook. So um, if you want to claim things like your um, insurance, rego, fuel, services and that sort of thing you need to have a logbook for that and that needs to be kept for at least 12 weeks um, otherwise the number of kilometers you've traveled for work purposes so you can um, estimate as well so you can go back through your calendar and go to google maps and go at this many kilometers to travel from here to here um, and just keep a record of all of those as well um, the ATO does have a lot of access to your information, like we said. So if you do your tax return yourself on my tax, a lot of the income will pre-fill. Um, but it's also good practice to just check that it's right. Like don't always take that as what it is. Um, they might have reported more interest than what you have, what you can see on your bank statement um, or in your bank app. Um, so just double check those and make sure it matches what you have. Um, and if you use a tax agent, they will have the same uh, access to that same information that pre-fills into your MyTax. Um, but then if you use a good tax agent, they'll also send you a um, checklist. So that will tell you all the documents you have to require and um, ours goes through each item and says, have you had this? Do you need this? And it tells you what you need to attach or asks you how much it is for that year. Mm. Um, I've forgotten the name, but what is the statement that your workplace submits and it comes through on my tax? Income statement. Yeah. Yeah. It, it used to yeah, it used to be called Pace You Go Payment Summary. Yes. Uh, since the ATO introduced a single touch payroll, it is now called income statement. Right. So that is tends to be submitted directly into the ATO, doesn't it? So that's why it's all coming up populated when we do go into my tax to submit. Most employers will have until 14th of July to complete um, the income statements for their employees. I think there are some exceptions for a very small employer where they have extension until 31st of July but mostly it would have been completed by the 14th of July. Right, and we cannot submit our tax returns until that has been submitted on the business's behalf. Correct. Yeah, but the ATO has come out and said they're not processing tax returns until the, I think the 8th or 9th of July. They're not starting to. Yeah, and they're not starting to issue um, refunds until the 16th of July. So you're definitely better off waiting because it's not going to get you there any faster. And if it is, it's only going to be a matter of days. So. 
Okay, good to know. And lastly, Teresa, I'm wondering, what is the easiest way to do a tax return and are there any timeframes that we need to complete it in? Yes, so if you want to do it yourself, the easiest way obviously is via MyTax, which you can access from your MyGov account. Uh, the due date for the upcoming tax return, which is 2021 tax return, will be if you use a tax agent, the due date will be 16 of May 2022. So it's not until yeah May next year. But you will need to be on their list by 31st of October 2021 to be able to get that extension. And uh, you your previous tax returns have been lodged up to date. Is it true, I've, this could also be just stuff I've heard at the pub that's incorrect, please let me know if I am wrong, um, that you can be fined if you don't complete your tax return in the, like, in, in that time frame that you've mentioned? That's not a lie, no. You can be fined, um, okay. <laughs> especially if you have tax payable. So um, the, the ATO will do that and then they'll also charge interest on what is outstanding. So it's definitely best to get it done on time. Um, if you haven't had it done on time, um, you're probably best to go talk to a tax agent because they can go talk to the tax office on your behalf. So um, and liaise with them to sort of get all of those funds remitted so you don't have to pay them. Um, sometimes you still have to, we're not miracle makers, but we, definitely do our best to help in that situation. That's good to know. So you can't just avoid tax altogether and think if I don't look at it, it's just going to disappear. You do need to make sure you're staying on top of it so that you don't get, I guess, the fines that come along with it. Definitely, yeah. Mm. I've got one final question that I would love to know each of your answers to. So, Jolene, I'll ask you first, what's the best piece of advice that you could give our listeners when it comes to managing our taxes? You can probably guess it. It's been a recurring theme. Um, keep good records. So keep all your records, keep receipts, make sure they're neat and tidy and update them regularly throughout the year. So um, instead of getting to the end of the year and going, oh, no, I have to do it all in one big year, it's going to take me hours, just work away, chip away a little bit at a time as they happen and throughout the year and then you're not so stressed at the end of the year when you have to do it all at tax time. Mm. Teresa, do you have a different piece of advice that you'd like to share or is your sentiment the same as Jolene's? The sentiment is the same, but I also wanted to add if, Thinking about tax makes you feel nervous or makes you feel really stressed out. Seek um, an advice from a tax agent or professional. We do it day in, day out, and we know what we're doing, and we can do it a lot quicker than most people can. So if that thought stresses you out, outsource it. 
Mm-hmm. I, I on that I will say that I reached out and got help from a tax agent last year because I was working um, independently under my own ABN and I was like oh my god I can't do this business tax I don't know what I'm doing and I was really surprised with how helpful and how affordable it actually is like it when you think a couple of hundred dollars is going to just save you the hassle and the stress it I really am so glad that I got the help um, from it. So it isn't a ridiculous amount of money that, I mean, depending on everyone's situation, it will be different, but um, it is a somewhat affordable in the instance of um, saving you the time, the stress and the pressure. I would highly recommend it. So I think we can all take away from today that we're going to go download the ATO um, app <laughs> and get all prepared for this up and coming tax return this year. Before I say goodbye to you both, I would love it if you could share with us how our listeners could get in contact with you guys. Do you guys service um, Australia wide or do you just service Brisbane? Um, and, and what is your company name and website? Um, yes, we can do Australia-wide. It's um, really easy to do everything online. So we send out checklists and everything online. Um, our website is www.tjac.com.au um, and you'll see a booking thing on there for a complimentary 15-minute booking. Um, you can also just follow us if you wanted to on Instagram, um, which is at TJ underscore accounting. And we're also on Facebook, um, which is if you just look for TJ Accounting Consultants, you'll find us. That is so great. I'm going to pop all the links to those resources, obviously, in the show notes, along with the spreadsheet that you guys can um, use to get everything organized. But thank you so much, Jolene and Teresa. I'm aware it is a busy time for you both coming up to the end of the financial year. So I really appreciate you guys taking the time to help educate us all today. I know I've learned so much from it. I'm feeling a lot more confident going into this year's tax return with the knowledge that you've shared with us today. So I really appreciate it. Thank you so much. Thanks for having us. And yeah, we hope we have shared some insights um, to your listeners. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode of The Wow. I really hope you enjoyed my conversation and were able to take away some new things that maybe you didn't know before. I release new episodes every Tuesday, so make sure you hit subscribe and tune in next week. Otherwise, you can come follow us on Instagram at thewowpodcast underscore for more updates. Lastly, just before I leave you, a friendly reminder that the information shared in this podcast is general advice only and does not take into account your personal situation or needs. Where appropriate, please consult a professional first. Thanks, everyone. Have a good week.